Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. I'm just going to be before you briefly, and we're going to talk on the topic of embracing real hope. Embracing real hope. Bow our heads in a prayer. Amen. Father in heaven, we come before you this morning and we thank you on this Resurrection Sunday. We can celebrate your goodness. We can give you glory and honor. We can declare in Christ alone that Christ, that rock, because of the blood of Christ, that's where we stand. And we thank you today, Father God, for all those who are here, who are hearing Oh, God, this message, those who are online this morning, those who are listening to the podcast, we thank you, oh, God, for what you're doing this morning, oh, God, that lives will be forever changed because of what you've done for us on Calvary 2,000 years ago. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my Redeemer and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's talk about hope this morning. We just saw a, a, a beautiful dance piece by my wife, Pastor Alverna. How many was blessed by that? Amen. And that was a, it was a timely, a timely um, um, dance. And even the video that we saw earlier that, that dealt with honest prayer. Amen. We can all identify with that video and even that dance ministry that went forth. Amen. That we have all have been in a place, if we're honest with ourselves, of hopelessness. We have all experienced hopelessness at some time or other in our lives. Hopelessness is displayed all around us in our everyday living. We see it everywhere we go. We see it when we talk about recession. We see it when we talk about job loss. Um, sickness, diseases, we, we hear about earthquakes, amen, the wars that are around us. And the Bible says rumor, rumors of wars, amen. We, we hear about the poverty. We hear about the different issues. If you look at the 10 o'clock news, you can easily become disengaged. This, this, this you can easily become depressed by the different things that you see. And so we deal with hopelessness around us. We try to deal with these different levels of hopelessness in our lives. But how do we cope with no hope? How do we cope with no hope? We each deal with this stress in many ways. Some of us, we smoke. (laughs) We get stressed out. I just got to get another cigarette. Some of us, we drink. Amen? We drink. Some of us, we, 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 we eat. I'm guilty of that one, sorry. <laughs> Some of us, we sleep all day. But we feel like it ain't nothing to do. So let me just take a nap. And we sleep all night and we sleep all day and we don't do anything. Some of us, we do drugs. Amen? Prescription and non-prescription. <laughs> Some of us, we work long hours just to try to hide it, to not deal with it. (laughs) Some of us, we get in dysfunctional relationships because we need something to fill that void. So even though it's 
not what I really wanted, but it's better than nothing. <laughs> and some of us, we become shopaholics. We just got to shop, 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 shop. We just got to buy, 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 buy because we don't want to feel sad. We're emotional shoppers. We just become shopaholics. We abuse ourselves. You know the true meaning of abuse, abnormal use, abnormal use not for intended purpose. We abuse ourselves. God has given us each a purpose. But when we don't know our purpose, when we're not plugged into Jesus Christ, we abuse ourselves because of the the emptiness that we feel inside. King David felt this way when he said in Psalm 42, verse 3, he said, My tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, Where is your God? We have all experienced hopelessness. We are in search for something more. We are in need of hope today. So you might ask the question, well, Pastor, what is hope? What, is, what, 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 what does hope really mean? What is really hope? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is defined as having an expectation. Hope means to confide in or to believe in. The song just said, help me to believe. In other words, help me to hope again. Help me to believe you again. Help me to hope again. It means to have a desire. When you have hope, you have desire. You have something that's driving you. We think about hope. Hope is having a deep conviction. We're talking about hope today. Biblically, the word hope means to place trust. To place trust. When I have hope, it means I am placing my trust. Help me to believe. Help me to trust again. Hope is the bedrock of faith. Before you could even have faith, the Bible says without faith you can't even please God. But the bedrock of faith is hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's that very twinkling, it's the very beginning, it's the very early stages of faith. You can't experience real faith without hope. Hope is the foundation for Christian living. One of the songs we sing, it says, you are the hope that I cling to. You are the very hope that I cling to. Hebrews 6.19 says, hope is the anchor for the soul. It's the very thing that keeps you grounded in troubled times. It's the very thing that causes you to say, Lord, even though today seems crazy, but I'm hoping that tomorrow you will bring change. Hope. talking about hope today. God wants to give us that hope today. Just want you to watch this video.
Amen. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. Everybody say living. Amen. A living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Jesus is our living hope. I love what First Timothy said. This is the Apostle Paul writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the command of God and our Savior and Jesus Christ, our hope. He is our hope today. I'm not just talking about hope in terms of some well-wishing. You know, when we, we see someone going through something, well, I hope everything's okay. That's not having real hope. You got to give me some more on this mic. That's not giving me real hope. Well, I hope so. No, that's not giving me real hope. That's, that's well-wishing. That's why sometimes when, when, when people are going through something, you say, well, you're in my thoughts. But you being in my thoughts is not helping my situation. You, I hope I'm in your prayers. Because you can do more with your, with your prayers than with your thoughts. Hope. Jesus is our living hope today. When King David was in despair, when he was discouraged, he said, Why are you in despair, O my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? Have you ever felt that way before? You felt disturbed within yourself. You felt like you was in a place where you felt hopeless. Where you felt like, Lord, can I go on another day? Is it even worth me living for another day? I don't know about you, there's been times when I have felt purposeless. Why am I alive? What, just to get a paycheck? Just to go to work and to come home? Is this all to life? King Solomon said, all is vain, all is vanity, vanity. It's all gets crazy. What's the meaning of life? We need hope. Jesus Christ is our living hope. King David said, hope in God. For I shall yet praise him. Why? Because he is the help of my kindness and my God. In other words, he is the one that's going to give me the strength that I need. He's the one that's going to give me the very substance I need to believe him. Do you know when you, you, do you, know when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, God gives you a measure of faith? Read the word of God. So you, you need God to believe. <laughs> that's why he's your hope. He said, I'm going to give you a jump start. <laughs> he said, you can't even believe without me. So let's talk about briefly, and I'm out your way. What does this hope promise? <laughs> what does this hope promise? We know that, amen, hope means to place trust in. We know that 
Jesus is the living hope. If he did not die on Calvary, if he did not rise up from the grave, amen, we would not have no hope today. There would not be no gathering church. It would not be you. We will all be destined to go to hell. Yes, hell is a real place. It's not a figment of someone's imagination. There's no purgatory. There's no get out of hell ticket. When you close your eyes, it's gone. You're gone. That's it. Whatever your decision was in this life, that will affect you in the next. There's no purgatory. I don't care what you said. Everybody is not saved. You have to come to a place. We all have to come to the foot of the cross. We all have to say, I am a sinner, Lord. I need you to save me. I accepted what you've done for us from Calvary. You're my hope today. So what does this hope promise? First of all, when we embrace God's hope, we embrace his peace. Somebody say peace. Ah, we need some of that in these times that we live in. The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. He will give you peace beyond understanding, beyond natural understanding. While everybody else is going crazy and everybody else is, 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 is feel like they're losing it, but you're just calm and collected. Why? Because you have peace. You can close your eyes at night and have a good night's sleep because you have peace. While your coworkers are worried if they're going to have a job next year, you say, Lord, whatever you want, is whatever you get. I'm going to trust you because I have peace. We're talking about peace today. When you embrace God's hope, the promise is peace. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 verse 3, he said, you will keep in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast on thee because he trusts in you. What's that trust? Hopes in you. When you hope in God, he'll give you peace today. Perfect peace. I like that. Some of you are going through a perfect storm, but he'll give you perfect peace. <laughs> so you have to remember that when you're going through something, and you're facing a trial, and you're going through a tribulation, and you are up against some tough circumstances, you have to remember... And, and I'm reminded of, of, of the story that we read in, in, in the Gospels when Jesus was on the boat with his disciples... And the Bible says Jesus was sleeping in the boat, and a storm came, and the disciples got scared because they thought, oh, my God, we are going to die tonight. And some of you feel that way. You see a storm? A storm just came out of nowhere, like a whirlwind. And he's like, what in the world is going on? But you have to know that Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you on the ship. And I love what Jesus does. He gets up, and the Bible says he rebukes the winds. He says, peace, <laughs> be still. <laughs> and so I'm saying to you today, when you embrace God's hope, Jesus will stand up for you, and he will say, peace, be still. Many theologians say, well, who was he talking to when he said that? And so many believe that he was talking to two people. 
the first person he was talking to was talking, amen, to the storm. He was speaking to the situation. He was speaking to the hearts and minds of his disciples. Peace. Many times when Jesus appeared, he said, peace be unto you. Peace. And then he spoke to the enemy and said, be still. When Jesus is the source of your strength, when he's the hope of your life, he will speak peace to you and be still to your adversaries. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what life is throwing your way right now. God can change your situation around with his peace, his perfect peace. That's the promise of the living hope that we have today. What are the other promises? We, we, we have joy. Somebody said joy. Pumping up, pumping up, and rain. Okay, I forgot where I was. Amen. Sunshine. Okay. Joy. The Bible says that through you, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. When you embrace the living hope, God will give you joy unspeakable. That version says in the King James Version, that's 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8. It says he will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. When you are a believer, when you embrace the hope of your salvation, the Bible says he will give you joy. He is the joy of my salvation. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He will give you joy today. Some of the the mothers in the old church would say, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. What were they saying, Pastor? They were saying that we are not moved by the extremities outside of us. That we have something that causes us to be stable at all times. And it is the joy of the Lord in our lives. Growing up in church, we used to sing songs, I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. I don't hear people happy, Pastor Edgar, about their salvation anymore. See, we take salvation for granted. Some people, I, I just wish I had some people who were just happy just to be saved. Happy that they just got snatched out the fire. That they don't have to go to a burning hell. See, we get so poisoned by our society that we think God owes us something. But I'm here to tell you, God doesn't owe you a thing. He doesn't owe you anything. But yet he died for you. Yet he rose for you. Yet he's giving you power. Yet he's giving you peace. Yet he's giving you joy. Unspeakable and full of glory. Psalms 126 verse 3 says, The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. That is the promise of hope, that you would have joy. I don't want happiness. Happiness is contingent upon what happens. Happiness only lasts a minute. We hear the love stories and they live happily ever after. In other words, they're happy based upon what is happening to them at the moment. That's not the type of life that God wants us to live, because if we're honest, we ain't happy a lot of moments. Some of you, we, some of you, we hit that alarm, we hit that alarm clock in the morning. Eh, 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 eh. 
your happiness go right out the window. Oh, man, it's Monday. Oh, got to go to work. Oh, God. Are you dragging yourself through the door? All right, honey, see you. Have a good day, kids. All right, I'm off to work. But we have joy. I don't care if you're in a situation that you don't like. I don't care if you have to deal with people who hate on you. I don't care if you have to deal with people who misconstrued you, people who, who turn their backs on you, people who don't offer you the resources that you need. When you have joy down in your soul, nothing can shake you. Nothing can shake you. Why is she always smiling? Because she got joy. She ain't smiling for y'all. She's smiling because God is smiling down in her spirit or his spirit. Come on. Joy. Joy. Because of Jesus, I smile. He puts joy on my face. Ladies, have you ever been in love? Come on. And you, and you know that he is the one. Amen. And you just having these romantic feelings towards him. And you just start beaming. I said, girl, why are you glowing? What's going on? You got a man in your life. You know, you just begin to beam because you are connected. There's a joy that comes upon your face. You don't care what's happened. Your house could be on fire. You're still happy because I found somebody. That's the type of joy that God wants us to have towards him. Your house can be on fire, but I still got joy. Something might die, but I still got joy. It might be painful, but I still got joy. That's the promise of hope this morning. Joy, 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 joy down in my soul. He gives us peace. He gives us joy. What else does he give us? What else, are the, what else is the promise of hope? He gives us strength. Somebody says strength. I don't know about you, but there's sometimes that I get tired. I get weary. Pastor Avern did a great job while she was dancing. She said, sometimes you just get tired. You don't feel like going on, and it's just like, oh, come on, just... Ah, oh, living the vida loca. God, help me. I can't go on another day, God. We need strength. We need strength to make it. But I love what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 to 31. It says, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. If you're weak today, if you're tired today, if you're confused today, I have a promise for you from the Word of God this morning. I have a download straight from heaven for you this morning that He'll give you strength this morning. The Bible says even youth grow tired <laughs> and weary. The Bible says even young men stumble and fall. But those who hope is in the Lord. He will renew their strength. How, Pastor? The Bible says they were sore on wings <laughs> like eagles. Come on, have you noticed something about the eagle? Eagles don't flap. They And you know where eagles fly their highest? It's in the storm. When eagles, the highest eagles fly, it's the stronger the wind. When the wind is at its strongest, that's when the eagle flies its highest. 
God is saying that in the midst of when you're feeling weak and when you're feeling weary, he said, I will cause you to soar like an eagle. Because see, some of you are eagles, but you're acting like pigeons. You're busy laughing, laughing, laughing. And you're getting tired. I'm tired of all this. I'm laughing. Because you are abusing yourselves. Not for intended purpose. You're not supposed to be laughing around and laughing. You're supposed to Tell your neighbor, stop flapping around. Oh, you got the wrong one. Yeah, try somebody and say, stop flapping around. Come on, you're an eagle. You're supposed to soar. You got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. He will give you the strength that you need. He will fortify you. The Bible said he'll be your mighty bulwark. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous can what? Run into it and be what safe he will protect you he'll be a mighty fortress him says a mighty fortress is our god come on see we don't sing stuff like that anymore mr Dwayne, you know what i'm talking about a mighty fortress is our god he will give you protection he will give you his strength today And last but not least, what I think is the most important promise that we can take away from our living hope. We talked about peace. We talked about joy. We talked about strength. Last is a fresh start. A fresh start. When we embrace our living hope, Jesus Christ, he gives us a fresh start. Somebody say a new beginning. I don't know about you, but there come times in my life where I said, Lord, can I press the reset button and start again? This round didn't go too well. I need to reset, rewind. Come on, you, you, you know you have your microwave when you unplug it, and you plug it back in, it's 12 o'clock. Well, some of you probably don't even set your microwave. You're probably still freaking 12 o'clock right now. Yeah, I remember back in the day we had VCRs, and you know how to set the VCRs. So it's 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock. <laughs> But thank God in Christ Jesus, he gives us new life. He gives us a fresh start. He resets us in position, in purpose to walk in destiny. He gives us a fresh start. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And IV says, new creation. King James says, new creature. Old has gone, the new has come. When you walk in Christ Jesus, he he presses the reset button on your life. He gives you a fresh start. You turn over a new leaf. Now the good thing is that once you come to Christ, you will always remain new. You know when you get your car and you have that... That fresh new smell, come on, brothers. Y'all know I'm talking about. Ho, ho, ho. You know, you, 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 you get a car and it just smells good. You don't want no one to touch it. You know, you want to keep the plastic on the seats. You know what I'm saying? You don't, you, you, you don't, you don't even want to get the carpet dirty, so you want to buy mats and everything. You don't want your child, like, no, no, honey, he's going to ride in your car. The baby's going to ride in your car. This is daddy's car. No car seats going to the back of this seat. We'll keep the minivan. Okay. So, you know, you have that wonderful car. And it has that new smell. But then after a while of driving it, 
it loses that smell. I mean, I think today you can even buy the air freshener that's called New Car. Okay? <laughs> so you try to keep it new. <laughs> you try to keep it new, but it loses that smell. But the good thing of Jesus Christ is that you will always remain new. If you've been saved five years, five minutes, 15 years, or 50 years, the Bible still says you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You do not lose your newness, the newness of life. You do not lose it. That means you're still fresh now. That means it's still a fresh start for you now. That means that you still can start all over again right now. That means that God can give you a new beginning today. I don't care how long you've been saved. You're not saved. You've been in and out. I don't care. You can have a fresh beginning today. That's the hope that we have in Christ Jesus. And I find that in my life many times God will often use my setbacks as a set up to take me into another place in him. What the enemy has used as a stumbling block for you, God will often turn it into a stepping stone. God will often use your pain to propel you into purpose. He will often use your demise to walk you into destiny. See, you're walking down a road that's less traveled, and you're wondering if I'm the only one walking down this path by myself. But I'm here to tell you today that you're not alone, that God says, I'll be with you to the very ends of the earth. And God says, even if you trip up and even if you mess up, he said, I'll give you a clean start. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So what, I, I, I slept. So what, I, I fornicated. So what, I committed adultery. Yeah, there are things you got to pay because, you know, there's a price to pay. But I can have a fresh start. Don't let anyone pull your past in your face and tell that you can't do anything. The devil is a liar. You let Jesus say, peace be still to that. See, sometimes when people are talking, be still. <laughs> That's a new one, y'all. Be still. You don't even know, you don't even know the real speech that you don't even know. That's how you got to tell the devil, be quiet. Come on. The Bible says he is the accuser of the brethren. In other words, he will accuse you. He will constantly air you dirt. Look what you did. Look what you did, Pastor. Uh huh. You wasn't always Pastor. You remember that? Uh huh. Yeah, you shouldn't even be up there preaching about faith. I did because you was just doubting me a week ago. And that's what he does. And that's what he does. But in Christ Jesus, you have a fresh start. So when an enemy reminds you of your past, you better remind him of his future. Let him know I have been redeemed. <laughs> the good thing about redemption, even while I still fall from it, I can still walk back into it again. It wasn't just a one-time redemption. But God know even after I got saved, I was going to mess up. He knew I still was going to freak around. He knew I still was going to trip up. Even after I accepted him, he still redeems me. That's the living hope I have today. He gives me a fresh start. The Bible said in Romans chapter 5, chapter 5, verse 5 through 8, it says, And hope does not disappoint. <laughs> And hope does not disappoint us. 
Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. Verse 6, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely would anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, <laughs> Christ died for us. That is the hope that does not disappoint. Your mother might have disappointed you. Your marriage might disappoint you. You might look in your bank account. That might disappoint you. You might look at your, your, your medical record. That might disappoint you. You might look at your situation. That might disappoint you. But the hope that we have in Jesus will never disappoint us. He gives us a fresh start. The psalmist wrote, because he lives. <laughs> I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. <laughs> and I know who holds my future. And life today is now worth the living. Just because he lives. Somebody said Jesus is alive. Oh, you need to tell someone next to you. Tell them that Jesus is alive. Come on and give the Lord some praise in the house this morning. He is our hope this morning. He is the source and finisher, amen, of our salvation. He is the source of all that we need today. The hope of my salvation. The hope that I cling to. I'm going to ask you all to bow your heads. Close your eyes. Embracing real hope. Real hope. Not some magical, hocus pocus, well wishing type of hope. But the hope that's only found in Christ Jesus. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is seeking sand. On Christ, the solid rock, I said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. He is the rock of ages. He is my sure foundation. He is my hope. I want to challenge you this morning. I'm speaking to those who are followers of Jesus Christ. In other words, you have a personal relationship with him. Those who have backslidden, maybe you, you have kind of slacked off. You've been kind of wishy-washy, but you want to get stable. And for those who don't even know Christ Jesus, and you're saying, Pastor, this is all new to me. I don't even understand everything that you said, but it's touching my heart. I, I, I want to know more about this Jesus. If you have found yourself in a hopeless situation, in a hopeless place where you have not been experiencing the full measure of God's peace, of his joy, of his strength. You don't even know about a fresh start. You feel like you're stuck in your past. I'm talking to you this morning. If you're listening on the podcast or on the internet this morning, I'm talking to you this morning. 
I'm here to declare to you that God wants to give you hope this morning. And not just any hope, but he wants to give you a living hope. A hope that does not disappoint. A hope that leads to salvation. A hope that would be the foundation of every faith. You need to please him. If that's you this morning, I just want you to raise your hand. I see that hand. You can put your hands down. Just raise your hand real quick. Just acknowledge you. I see that hand. I see that hand this morning. You want to experience the full measure of your salvation. The thing is, Christians, and I've been convicted by this myself. I said to my wife the other day, I said, Honey, how come you can go to some of these third world countries? You have people that are so passionate about God and they see God's power and they see God in different ways. And then when we come here, man, we could barely get a praise out sometimes. These people walk for days to come to church. And they have eight-hour, six-hour worship services. But yet we're here in the pastor for 15 minutes and we're ready to walk out the door. What's the difference, honey? What's the problem? How come these people have that type of mentality? Because they understand the fullness of who they are in Christ Jesus. They understand that they are wretches. That they are worms. That without him, they have nothing. He is the very cloak. The, 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 the very hope that they cling to. He's the very source of their life. But here in America, we get so comfortable with all the things that we can provide for ourselves that we don't even need to trust God for certain things. Because we know just a good job will supply all that we need. I'm talking about the fullness of who God is this morning. If that's you, I'm going to do something. Guys. I'm going to do you. Stand up. If that's you, just stand up. We're going to pray. I'm standing with you. Ain't nothing to be ashamed or afraid of. Stand up this morning. We're going to pray together. We say, Lord, this is me. I want the fullness of joy. I want the fullness of peace. I want to experience your strength. I've been weak lately, but I, I need more of you. I need more of you in my life. I need more of your peace. I need more of your strength. I need a fresh start. Some of you are just stuck. You keep trying to move, but... You are chained up, but there's freedom in Christ Jesus today. You're stuck with habits. And he said, Lord, I'm, I keep trying to break this habit, but, but, but I, I, I feel like I, I, I take two steps forward, but I take five back. Help me. You need to stand this morning. We're going to pray. We're going to pray this morning. Hallelujah. If you raise your hand before, just stand. Just stand. I want to pray with you this morning. I'm not going to make you say or do anything. I'm just going to offer a corporate prayer for you this morning. Hallelujah. Is there one more? Hallelujah. It's in Christ alone. It's in Christ alone. It's in Christ alone. The only source you have is in Christ Jesus alone. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come before you, Lord, this morning, and we thank you that on this day, you rose from the grave. We celebrate the resurrection. You living, you dying, and living again. And because you live, we can truly face today and tomorrow. Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are standing today, Lord. They're standing in the need of prayer. 
like I am, God. And we, we, we're believing you that we can walk in a greater measure of peace, a greater measure of joy, a greater measure of your strength, God. Sometimes we feel weary, we feel tired. We're for anxious, God. We're for antsy inside. We're full impatient with God. When, when, when? Oh, God, we need strength. And God, some of us, we're stuck. Everybody seems like they're passing us by. Everybody seems like they're living their dream. Oh, God, but we're working hard to try to get ours done. I feel like we're stuck. But we need a fresh start. We need that reset button pressed so we can live again. We can live the life that you have for us today, Lord. So, Father, grant us the strength that we need. Grant us the peace that we need. Grant us the hope that we need. That we will walk and out. Give us that hope today to believe again. Some of us, we believed you at one point, but we grew weary and we stopped. God, help us to believe again. Help us to pick up that burden again and believe you. And to trust you. That what you said will come to pass. We're trusting you today, Lord. So, Father, I pray that you would touch each and, every person, each and every one person talking and standing and believing you and praying out to you today, God. Cover, keep, renew them, God, like that eagle, so they won't flap around, but they will soar. They will soar. Let today be a pivotal point for them. They'll trace back to this Easter Sunday that things shifted, things changed, things got different because you made the difference in our lives. So, Father, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.